clubhouse. I'm Beth Kushnack. And I'm Caroline Daly. Welcome to Decorating the Set, from Hollywood to your home. For over 30 years, I've created settings for countless award-winning television series and feature films. As a set decorator, I'm a storyteller. My job is to compose visuals that both capture and enhance any story. Now, I want to help you capture and enhance your story. I'm on social media every day, and Beth's Instagram is a must-look for me. Over and over, I see fans asking her, how can I get the look in my own home inspired by something I've seen on screen? There's nothing I enjoy more than helping people create a space that allows them to best express themselves. Subscribing to Decorating the Set means you'll never have to tackle these projects alone. I'll be the decorator by your side. This is Paul. And this is Mike. Welcome to Interview with the Podcast. Today, we're talking about decorating in a set from Hollywood to your home with Beth Kushnick. Joining us today is Beth Kushnick and her co-host, Caroline Daly. Hey, ladies, how are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Hey, guys. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Tell us a little bit about what is your podcast about? Hi, everyone. My name is Beth Kushnick. I've been a set decorator for TV and film for over 30 years. Through some of my TV shows, I, in the last 10 years or so, have had an incredible time engaging with fans. Now, this is another avenue that you all have brought to me to be able to do exactly the same. More fan engagement tips and behind-the-scenes tricks from all my years being on set. I'm so excited to get to do this with Beth because as a very much an amateur interior designer, I love to hear Beth's tips and just get a completely different perspective on how and why things are done in decorating. I think it's amazing. So then how do you two decide on what you're going to talk about every week? We are both discussing current situations that everyone's living in. Anything from designing or refreshing your own home during so much time spent at home and Zoom backgrounds to specific rooms in your houses or apartments and the way that I take on creating a character for a script is the same way that I recommend people at home thinking about how they really live in their space. So we're covering a myriad of topics. We're doing everything from specific vendors to tricks of the trade to each individual home. My background and history of being in the film business for so long, and we're taking questions. So we want everybody to send in their specific questions, photos from their newly designed places, and ask away. In addition to all those topics, it's been wonderful to get a chance to answer the question of how do I become a set decorator and what is the history for Beth so that people can figure out how they can get into the industry or, you know, maybe get enough information, Beth, right, in our conversations to say, you know what, maybe this isn't quite the right thing, but I think maybe I want to do something else, but maybe not this specific job. That's right, Caroline. We're going to cover it all. So if I knew a guy, let's let's just say his name is Paul, and he had a, a, a movie question, uh, could, would that qualify for your show also? Absolutely. I want to hear from film students, 
lovers of movies and TV shows, designers, commercial designers, people just wanting to up the ante in their particular space. Anyone, I've always had a very wide demographic of people who reach out to me and find me and ask me their specific questions. And we want to continue that and grow it even bigger. Including single men who have bed in the bag <laughs> apparel on their beds yeah, and, and you, like they're still in college. <laughs> you are absolutely my top <laughs> client. Oh my God. <laughs> Single oh, men you, are Beth's top you, top client. You are you are my demo to a T. Yes, of course. No question is too little or too irrelevant. Please, I want to hear from everybody, Beth. especially I now. I think we've established that size definitely matters. God, so. that was my joke. God, I was going to say Beth was going to say size does not matter. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, so, so Beth, you and I actually met forever ago, actually via your Instagram account. And that, that's how I tracked you down. And, and I know you engage a lot with your fans. But for people who don't know you uh, somehow, or, or maybe don't connect your name with a, a, a particular show, tell us a little bit more about why you wanted to start the podcast now. I really wanted to start the podcast now because I have had opportunities in my career and they've allowed me to be a first in my field as a set decorator. I designed the first home decor license in TV history, along with Mitchell Gold and Bob Williams. And I have done things to engage with fans and have this social media platform and profile where I give retail sources for things that I use on set. I've really enjoyed every aspect of engagement. Right now, the film business is uh, shut down, and I have been finding that this is my new niche. With your help, I really am enjoying doing my podcasts and having another, yet another way to engage with people. I think one thing that Beth brings to this podcast that's so big and that people wouldn't realize is that she is a fantastic problem solver across the board. So I feel like there's so many different things that you could bring forward that isn't just about, you know, what you hang on the wall or what couch you choose, but it's about how you live in your space, how to fix things that aren't working right in your home. A lot of times you could be having fights with your spouse about something that a simple organization strategy that Beth could offer up could solve a lot of problems. Thank you very much, Caroline. I, I do consider myself a very definitive designer and a set decorator, practical in many ways. That's what the film business has taught me. So I'm happy to share. You touched on a little bit earlier uh, in answering Paul's question, but tell us a little bit more. Who do you hope listens to this show? Who, who, who can benefit the most from this kind of show, Beth? Well, it's very, very varied. It's really for film, television, and design fans and people who want to learn more. But it's also something that can be driven by the fans. Send in your questions, reach out to me. Each particular podcast could be oriented towards one thing or another. But I do want people to understand really this concept of what goes on behind the scenes. Sometimes it's not as glamorous as people think. So they're going to get the real deal from me. <laughs> Beth is totally but, wrecking it for me. The glamour is not there. <laughs> but in actuality, I really want to share 
these questions that I've been sent throughout the years. You know, what particular paint color is in a certain room? How do I address a character's certain space? How do we do things technically on set that can help you in your own home? There's many different ways in which someone could learn both about film and design from me. There's definitely a spilling the tea aspect to definitely, especially when you guys pull back the curtain or pull back the velvet rope, as you, you guys like to say on the show. Uh, so, so you get actually a, a pretty varied type of question on your Instagram when you interact with your fans. Would you say you get more questions about the, you know, give us some behind the scenes about your television set? Or, or would you say you typically get more practical design questions? Like, I want to get the look from so-and-so's room or how do I do this? J- just in your experience. Really, in my experience, it's across the board. You know, sometimes it's very specific and a fan will send me a picture of a coffee table and say, what do you think? Other times they want to know exactly the lighting fixture that I purchased for a particular set and what the vendor is. Many times I deal with a lot of artists because in TV and movies we have to feature cleared art. Many times people want the exact contact for an artist whose painting hangs on a set I've done. Then there are general film and TV questions. How many days do we take to shoot an episode and how do I make the decisions that I make? And then there are real both commercial designers designing offices and homes. There are interior designers doing the same who have specific questions for me. So just like all the different characters that I create, there are a lot of different inquiries that I get on all different levels because as a set decorator, you really have to be a multitasker and you have to be able to pull together things for any different character. So it's not that I just do modern sets or period sets or, you know, something specific. I have to take each thing that I design, break it down, break down the script and start from nothing and create a whole character's life there. I think a big element of the podcast is that Beth truly is the decorator by your side. So there's a huge intimidation factor when you're spending a lot of money um, or even a little money on doing something in your home. And I think that when Beth can tell you you're on the right track, keep going, that encouragement is fantastic. And if you're doing it wrong, (laughs) she can be there to say like, hey, pull back. (laughs) Why don't you try this instead? And that's huge for people who are trying to do this on their own, especially when we're all feeling so isolated. I also want you to know that I do both everything on set as a a set decorator, and I, I do private homes as well. But every job that I do is a job that's budgeted for what I call high and low. There might be one or two items that are on the more expensive side, but my job is to really deliver on all budget levels, and it's something I'm familiar with, I can help people with. So this isn't just at a high end or at a lower end. It's a combination of things. I can tell people what priorities should be, where you should spend your money, where you can shop, even now that stores are closed in many places and where you can get the biggest bang for your buck. I know the podcast is just getting going, but is there one episode in particular that you'd recommend people to jump into? 
I think our podcast on redecorating your bedroom is probably the one to focus on because it covers so many aspects. You know, we're all spending a lot of time in our bedrooms. I think that might be where people feel like they could take on a project right now and think about doing a refresh or some redesign. That's the place where I think everyone should uh, turn to. And I would say it depends on why you're listening. If you are someone who is very into our tips and tricks and all of the specific design ideas, definitely all of the room ideas are fantastic. If you are a DIYer and you want to know a lot more about how you can hang art on your walls or how you can set up your Zoom background, we can cover you there too. If you want to know a lot more about what it's like to be a set decorator or be able to get into the industry, we have specific Beth's history, more industry related ones that I think are great. So there's so many great jumping in points that people are going to find something to love. Beth, since the trailer came out in just about every episode, there's been this through line of you telling the listeners that you're going to be the decorator by their side. And the idea of teamwork comes up a lot in your career. And when you talk about your experiences on set, why is that important to you? What's your feeling about not going through these kinds of projects alone? That's what I can give at the moment. I want to share my years of doing this, my history, my expertise. I can be helpful and definitive. Many people tell themselves this is something they can't do or they need help with it. They are insecure about making design decisions. This is the perfect scenario and the perfect way for me to be able to give a little boost right now and continue on and show people how when you think about who you are, who your character is, how you live in a space, whether it's now that we're all spending so much time at home or in the future, hopefully when things are different, it's a whole new way to think about things visually, think about things practically, think about comfort. I want to provide opportunities for people to readjust things and create a space that's filled with comfort. A big topic that we have on all of our shows is the idea of teamwork and that a set decorator is definitely a part of a team also ends up teaming up with all the other departments. And so I think that that the idea of Beth being right next to our listener's side really plays into your nature, Beth, which is really to be a team player and that we can all get this done together. Nobody's got to be trying to do this all alone. I want that to definitely be our focus. I think so far it has been. I look forward to even more fan engagement to really figure out a way that I can be there for people and and help. These are small shifts, little changes. We've talked about them in particular, how we design a lot of two wall sets where you just get a small capture of a character and a part of a script. You know, now when the film business comes back, this is going to be the way that we're working. So I'm really sharing yet another behind the scenes tip that we're going to be building a lot of these small sets and different areas to focus on and the whole way we make tv shows and movies are going to change i'm going to apply my work to that as well as to what you might be able to do in your own home so you're lucky you got caroline as your co-host i mean if you had dailies to pick from caroline is the one you should have gotten because i (laughs) would just have been 
obnoxious and asked only movie related questions constantly <laughs> and uh, how about we do just one episode with you and i and we should. can do that yes why don't you be my guest asking all movie related questions and yeah. i will divulge all swap a daily day <laughs> <laughs> we can do it let's put it on the calendar caroline let's done let's, let's do that already done done already penciled in <laughs> in in that vein could you tell me just like a favorite moment that you can recall from being on set? You don't need to name names. It'd be fun if you did. Uh, <laughs> but just something that happened on set where you just felt like, man, I really pulled that off. Well, I have to say I am lucky to have experienced many of them. The opening of a new set especially when it's a big set built on a stage, not necessarily a, a location that we've dressed, but there really is nothing like opening a new set to happiness, of course. If you had to turn around and change the sofa and change the artwork and change everything, it's not a very good day. But that rarely, almost never happens to me, knock wood. I'd say there have been some really incredible moments when I know that the set is successful when everyone on the crew feels comfortable. And even though we've talked about this before and I laugh about it because I'm notorious for making everybody leave the set and not throw their bag down and their coffee and, you know, I'm really a tyrant when it comes to that. And that's where my team protects the sets that we've built so they can go on having a life for so many years. <laughs> but when the entire crew comes in at six o'clock in the morning on a Monday and everybody plops down in the furniture and I stand back and even though it drives me crazy I look at them they're all in a zone of comfort that is when I get my own little goosebumps looking at your credits you've done a pretty good amount of set dressing for contemporary type settings but you've done a, some period work too uh, particularly I'm thinking of Ron Burgundy and I saw that you have Why the Last Man, which takes place, I think, in the future. And you also have the pilot for Kings, yes. which was also kind of an alternate now. Which uh, I loved, by the way. That was one of my favorite shows that got canceled way too soon. I was such a fan <laughs> Thank of that you. show. Do you like to work in, in periods or, or do you have any kind of favorite time period or, or type of setting that you like to work in as like a challenge? I love doing period work. Now, when I look back, since I've been a set decorator for so long, I actually, my early career is filled with period work, not intentionally, but, you know, even Howard Stern's private parts. Mm, right. You know, everything that I did in my early career is now really a period movie. Sure, it's a definite challenge. One thing that I do really relish in is doing research, and that's what a set decorator does to justify their choices. For me, it really comes down to the script, my affinity with a certain character. I think in, in one of the podcasts, I've explained a situation where I was working on location and the character's name was Mary Beth. And my local crew in the Bahamas thought that since my name is Beth, my character's set was actually belonged to me. 
I've done some crazy things working with, this is years ago, but going on location and working with the local unemployment labor force to plant rice patties. And that was for Vietnam War Story, one of the first TV miniseries for HBO. I do like those challenges. So yeah, period work is definitely something to think about because you'd be so surprised about every detail, you know, air conditioners that are in people's windows that you see. The set decorator, especially on the East Coast, is responsible for everything from greens to street dressing to pretty much everything that the camera sees, whether it's interior or exterior. So there's always a lot for the set decorator. It's not just you know, a simple bedroom or a living room. Lots and lots of details. If you're planting rice patties, um, (laughs) that's probably an aspect of it that I had not even considered. Where does your discipline fall under like production design and, and that aspect of getting something made? I work in conjunction and collaboration with the production designer. And the way that people could understand or equate it to is that a production designer is really the architect and the set decorator is like the interior designer. But the two have to be in an incredibly symbiotic relationship. Both my team, many people on my team and the production designer, I have years and years and years of history with the same people. So, you know, we've gotten to the point where we have a completely unspoken language, our our own form of communication. Some days it's like a well-oiled machine and other days we can annoy each other. It really streamlines what we have to do and how we produce what's required. And that's probably tied in closely with costumes, I'd imagine. Actually, as a set decorator, I'm pretty much the single department that is completely tied in with every other department when you think it's both wardrobe and the director of photography, which means the lighting and the grip departments on set and the sound. You know, often I'm asked to put a carpet down if we go to a location for the sound man. Locations department, the accounting department, because certainly we're under budget constraints all the time. The transportation department, the Teamsters, who moves all the things that I rent and purchase to the different locations and to my shop. The set decorator is really involved in every single department, unlike any other department. And usually I have the largest staffed department on a job. Is that a function of you have so much of a scene to fill and usually on a tight time frame that you have to have a lot of hands on deck to get it done? Exactly. Because I'm always ahead of the company. So my, me and my team are always dressing, opening sets, wrapping sets as the company moves forward. And we're doing this in multiple locations. We're changing our standing sets on stage. I call it air traffic control and I'm running a little army out there. Something that we talk about, it's actually come up a lot, maybe not so much on mic, but the three of us, Caroline, you and, and me, have talked about New York and our accents and, and being, you know, good Yiddish expressions and Italianisms. And we know that you've done a bunch of location work. So as a lifelong New Yorker, if you could not live in New York, Beth, where <laughs> would you live? Oh, that is such a hard question. It's a pretty emotional question for me. Having grown up in Manhattan and seeing everything that's gone on in the last few months, 
I don't know. You really have to twist my arm because I don't think I'd ever not want to continue my life as a born and bred Manhattanite. But I will admit that a number of years ago, like over 20, when I did a stint as a set decorator on numerous jobs in Savannah, Atlanta, and Macon, Georgia, I did think for a moment that I would like to live there. And in terms of the accent, yes, my team would stand at my office door to hear me speak. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Ajita is Ajita and you can't get over it. It is what it is. It would be different now, but in those days, you know, I learned how to say, hey, sugar britches, and they got some New Yorkisms from me. (laughs) You're like straight up from designing women back in the day. Hey, listening to you. A sugar baker. That's funny. Like an exchange student. Sugar baker. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's an accent exchange students. Right. right. <laughs> I once did a job that came to New York from Italy. I was supposed to have a translator and they took my translator so i was one of the only departments with a production designer from italy who used to call me miss new york (laughs) (laughs) oh my god that's hilarious when you work as a set decorator i have had days of my life where i may have started a location scout in a prison and ended it in a funeral home Those are things that you just can't make up. As a set decorator, I have found myself in some very bizarre situations, having to do some very bizarre things, but it kind of makes you a mini expert at the moment. I remember doing a public service announcement for Amnesty International and needing to find a certain candle. And for some reason, who knows why at that time it was an impossible task it was a challenge like no other challenge i had ever had at that point to find this particular candle in quantity and i did finally right before we were shooting find that candle and of course three days later I literally started for the next few weeks to see that candle in every place that I went. (laughs) Always, right? And I can relate that story and tell you that that has happened to me over and over and over again. But that's the decorator's, set decorator's challenge. You keep pushing and pushing and pushing until you have achieved the task at hand and what's been asked of you. That's why it's such a broad-based job, what I do. It's research and being like a dog with a bone, and you just keep going and going and going to provide what's being asked of you. One of the amazing things about Beth is that she did this job, guys, before there was internet and just hopping on Amazon and ordering it. So she has a deep carpet bag of vendors and tricks to, to find things that you think are unfindable. I have been out there before there were cell phones, before there were computers, really. I started in the day of beepers, but yeah, I've had to challenge myself. And as we say, where do you do Christmas in July before there was ever, ever any Christmas store or Christmas available in July? That is my training and will be with me forever. So if you guys need anything, like bury a body, whatnot, Beth knows where. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) How to get it done, and she's got guys to do it. That's right. 
So what are you looking at now, now that in-person shopping is sort of not the way we can do it? Where, where would you send somebody to do that same sort of, like Caroline and I, for instance, for no good reason at all, we would always stop at like estate sales or a random goodwill out in the country because you never know what you're going to find. No, he yep, never did true. know what I was going to find. But you can't do that right now. What would you recommend to people? You can't do that right now, but you'd be surprised what you can find online. People are starting to sell different things. There are different websites that have period furniture on them at all different prices. I think some people would be surprised to realize what they have in their own basement or their attic. We do a little talking about your family heirlooms and how you can give them a refresh. But there are going to be ways. We're going to work this out. We're little scavengers, aren't we, Beth? We're little scavengers, and it's just about keeping your mind open in a creative way. I know that's a challenge that uh, we often have at the at, at Pod Clubhouse HQ in, in Texas here, is uh, we'll have a design-type issue, and Caroline will say something like, but you could use it like this. And I'm like, but it was built for this. And she'll be like, no, but it could be done like this. And so, yeah, I think I understand what you're talking about. I'm just going to call Beth and have her talk to you. <laughs> well, Caroline, I, you know, this is probably one of the best tips that we can give to people at this point is this whole refreshing and being at home and redesigning, it's not something that a lot of people have experience with. Even friends and I have talked about living in New York apartments that aren't really built for full-time living. You know, they're small and it's more about being in the city and living in Manhattan and just crashing at your apartment. But, you know, if there's a will, there's a way. And this is the time to kind of reinvent and find something to be really positive about. Do something that you can feel like you've accomplished in a day or a week or even a month at this point. It's something that's just going to give you a new view, just different eyes on it in a different way. I think it's going to serve everybody to be able to relax and accomplish this, accomplish changing up their space, have something fresh during these difficult times. Beth does an amazing job of making sure that myself and our listeners know that we have permission to take our time on our projects and it's okay to layer it. So if I'm going to do a room, I can just figure out the furniture first and wait a couple weeks or even a month or whatever and then choose something else and, and just layering it on. And I think things like that make me feel like I'm not doing it wrong. I'm not failing if I haven't finished out a room. I'm, I'm just, it's a work in progress and it, that's fine. Yeah, we're all works in progress and so are all these projects that we want to tackle and no need to put extra pressure on yourself at this point. If there's something that you want to get done, and I do think it's important in both professional situations and for school starting back up to think about the backgrounds we're creating when we're doing all this visual stuff online, just try to think about one thing and move slowly through it. Just try to think about it one step at a time. Just in both work and in dealing with this myself, I'm just a one foot in front of another kind of person. So, you know, it'll be great to engage and hear what people have to say. 
Beth and Caroline, thank you guys so much for coming and talking with us and, and really giving us the the behind the scenes on decorating the set and what people can expect from the the podcast. What day of the week are you guys dropping episodes? When when can people look for new episodes of decorating the set? We actually publish on Wednesday night at midnight Eastern time. So perfect for your Thursday morning when you wake up or if you're a night owl like myself, just pop it right on at midnight. If people wanted to interact with you, Beth, where can they find you best? They can find me on Instagram at Back Home Decor, B-A-K Home Decor on Instagram, or on Twitter at Beth Kushnick. You can also find us at Deck the Set Pod on Twitter, which is D-E-C the Set Pod. And you can reach us over on Pod Clubhouse on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also catch us on Instagram at Decorating the Set Podcast. Well, Beth, it's always a pleasure. Someone with such uh, a vast amount of experience, especially in an area that I'm very interested in, I'm always happy to talk to. So thanks for coming on the show today. And I look forward to interacting with you more in the future. Thank you so much, Paul. I really appreciate it. And I'm so grateful that you've all... uh taught me this new craft of podcasting and we're gonna move forward and hear from fans soon i hope and keep going it's super exciting we're so happy that beth's voice and all of her different experiences getting the chance to get out there to everyone at home thanks for having us on guys thank you guys thank you guys for coming out and talking to us this has been interview with the podcast talking about decorating the set from hollywood to your home with beth kushnick Decorating the Set from Hollywood to Your Home is a Pod Clubhouse original production, recorded, edited, and produced at Pod Clubhouse Studios. For more information, please visit us online at podclubhouse.com. Pod Clubhouse.